So look, Dylan's not here, and my hair is dumb as fuck today. So we're I just <laughs> I need I need your help coming up with terms of retaliation for when Dylan gets here. <laughs> I <laughs> I look like I I look like a member of the fucking Elvis gang and Fallout. Fallout. <laughs> I need I look like a tertiary character from Pacific Rim and I just <laughs> need some terms of retaliation for when he gets here. <laughs> you know what if you did that to your beard you look like Hulk Hogan in his prime. Maybe I could be like, "Yo, fuck you with your um uh uh normal a normal handsome face yes, look at you with your conventionally <laughs> attractive face you piece of shit Would that you know work? what if that was if that was down in your bangs a little bit and you shave the beard you'd just be a shoo-in for garth from wayne's world I would be a new garth look this <laughs> isn't is about me this isn't about me it's about how we get back at dylan I don't listen unless Dylan has just completely decided to grow. I I don't know a, a fucking chin strap. Look at you with your normal facial hair slash haircut slash affordable but rich housing. <laughs> Look at you with your upbringing in a state that's above forty eighth in education. Shit. <laughs> Look at me with my own private bartender. I'm Dylan. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I can get the drinks that you want anytime. <laughs> Lagavulin just costs $65 where I live. I'm Dylan. I've chosen to live in a state that doesn't really vilify alcohol. I could buy it at a fucking... Do they have Kroger down there? I don't know. I live near 7-Elevens. I'm the Dylan. <laughs> you look like what Beetlejuice looked like before he died. Fight Boys, a show about professional and not so professional wrestling. I'm the ghost with the most, Scotty Moore. <laughs> I'm really bad at insulting people, Blake Tanner. Uh, I'm the Adams family, the Dylan. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Just all of them? All of them, yeah. Listen, there's some Adams um, family in all of us. Maybe the real true. Adams family was the friends we made along the way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Those friends were Shotzi Blackheart. Woo! Now, I don't want to typecast anybody, but if I were an Adams Family member, I would probably be Cousin Ed. <laughs> yeah. That's um, what happens when you don't shave enough. Yep. Uh, Scotty is Uncle Fester. Dylan, you would have to be like Lurch's cousin, because Lurch doesn't burn as much as you do. Lurch's successful cousin that lives in Florida. Comes in in a Hawaiian uh, shirt and chinos. <laughs> so, wrestling happened this week. Should we just go in order? SmackDown, Raw, NXT? 
Sure, you want? Oh yeah, and Helen, Helen Cell happened too. I reviewed that. Yeah, Roman Reigns murdered someone, and then, and then, Sasha also murdered someone. Well, hold, and then, hold on, don't get ahead of me now on that one. But yeah, no, that was. That was what they decided to open the show. That was like a purposeful putting Matt Hardy getting in concussion early in the show. But they knew what was going to happen. They knew it was going to be uncomfortable watching Roman Reigns murder his cousin. And they were like, start the show. (laughs) Surely it won't ruin the rest of it. I mean, honestly, watching Roman Reigns murder two of his cousins yeah i do like that he's adopted like a guillotine which is probably one of my favorite uh submissions because it just adds a little extra oomph to him like the spear is still there and the spear still does its job but if worse comes to worse roman reigns will choke a bitch out choke a bitch yeah that's what the big dog gonna hunt the big dog will hunt also in smackdown news uh Finally, we got the promo where Shorty G was like, Hey, y'all know this is a dumb fucking name, right? You know y'all gave me a dumb fucking name. I'm Chad Gable. Fuck you. I'm an Olympic-level wrestler. Yeah. I didn't realize until this week how much they fucked up by not making him Kurt Angle's son. Because, like, I know age difference and whatnot it doesn't make sense but if you listen to their cadence and the way they speak i'd be like yeah i could fucking see it yeah i could see that easily i mean instead we got like the the family guy bit my black son and yeah exactly (laughs) so uh, and we all know how that ended up so that happened uh unfortunately blake we do have to talk about it turkey Tucky. Tucky. Tucky uh, turned into a bad guy. Tucky's a bad guy now because Otis is fucking Otis. And he's just like, why? (laughs) Tucky, no. We were supposed to fight evil together, Tucky. And apparently he turned heel so good they said, put him back on SmackDown. Because they want to continue, they I think they realized, oh fuck, we turned him heel on the guy who's on a different brand. We gotta move one of these homeboys. Did they at least say there was a trade to nah. justify it? it no. It's not been officially announced yet, but it's kind of one of those quiet under the rug deals of like we probably need to keep this story. And I actually don't mind this because. Tucker to me never fit heavy machinery because he's very intelligently spoken and I do not see Tucker as like a good old southern boy at all he's a very smart it's like Brody it's like I understand you want to make him like a country bumpkin murder horse with a with a hammer but he's way too smart for that (laughs) he's from Rochester for god's sake yeah yeah on the on the exact other end of the spectrum, you do have Otis. Yeah. Who is just like good old boy incarnate. He is the patron saint of good old boys. I'm I'm upset like I understand Vince is really high on Otis, but like to me, Otis has not stepped up, if that makes sense. Cause like 
When Orange Cassidy went from joke character to person they want to put on the show a lot because of TNT officials, Orange Cassidy stepped the fuck up. Like, he never stopped doing Orange Cassidy shit. Well, except for the Jericho storyline. But, like, Otis is still just doing Otis shit. Even when The Miz is looking at him and saying, like, you don't deserve this briefcase. You need to act like a money in the bank holder. Like someone who's a good wrestler. He's like, nope, get in the ring and do my my flippy flop and then hit the elbow drop. That's me, Otis. To be fair, what position did they... Because they put fucking Orange Cassidy in a semi-main event feud... Like, fucking, at this point, feuding with The Miz and Morrison is, like, mid-card. So it wasn't like they were like, here, wrestle, wrestle Roman Reigns, wrestle, like, Braun Strowman, like, prove that you can go against the... No, there was nothing to elevate. He was still wrestling at the same level of person. There was no need... Well, no, 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 because think about, like, even then, Orange Cassidy had been in, like, six uh, six man matches, and then one week they were like, you know what, let's see what he's got, put him against Pac. And then he outperformed what anybody could have possibly thought. Like, I'm, I'm saying this was Otis's moment, and I feel like he didn't capture it. Otis went through the motions, which is fine, because it's WWE, and they're going to do it no matter what. I just kind of wanted more from Otis through this whole thing. I uh, I understand what you're saying, and I, I get it um, on a good level. But I also, like, I can't help but feel like that's just another way to say that he didn't grab the brass ring. Well, he didn't. And I he, hate it. He didn't bra- grab Scotty Moore's brass ring is what I'm saying. Which is I don't w- I don't think anybody wants to grab your brass rings. <laughs> it's, well, Let I mean, me tell you, it, it, last time somebody grabbed mine, it was painful. <laughs> Listen, your wife grabbed your brass ring and see where she is now. <laughs> so, I mean, like cuz the problem is Orange Cassidy is still a fresh act because Orange Cassidy keeps evolving. Chris Jericho logic. And he is freshly squeezed every week. Yes, so. and Otis is doing the same shtick. And I'm like, bud, that's only gonna last you for so long. Even Roman Reigns said I can't do a spear no more and wrestle in a vest. You gotta keep evolving. I don't know, man. It took Roman Reigns seven years to come to that conclusion. <laughs> So, apparently you fucking can. (laughs) John Cena's still doing the same gimmick. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, but uh, on to to Hell in a Cell. We already talked about it a little bit, but man, never has the difference between SmackDown and Raw shown brighter than Hell in a Cell. Because SmackDown provided two of the six matches, and they were five-star matches. Star matches. Yeah, weren't the only good matches SmackDown matches? Were there any yes, good Raw they matches? Were. The best match Raw gave us, I shit you not, was R Truth versus Drew Gulak, and that was on the pre-show. Cause like, that actually sounds like they could put on a good match. Well, yeah, they can't. But like McIntyre and Orton, which was the main event, and I understand you want to have the crowning of Randy Orton as your big heel champion in the main event, but it was. Just going through the motions, and then Randy Horton pulled out a fucking lightsaber, and it spooked him off the side of the cage. So, he's gonna cut me up. And why don't we have a door on the other side of the hell in a cell? Because everyone wants to take the bump through the table. 
which means they then have to just kind of hobble back around to the door to get in to get pinned. I don't fucking know. There's a door on the Hell in a Cell now? Yeah, there's always been a the door, like the chain-linked door that's by the entrance. So people walk in, and then they lock it up with chain, and then usually someone pulls out bolt cutters, cuts them open, and is like, let's go on top! I guess I've either just pushed that out of my memory, or just, like, thought that when they lowered the cage, they lowered it out with them in it. <laughs> no, no, like, they have to... Is it because of how much we play 2K19 and the only way to escape the cage there is by just yeeting a motherfucker through it? That <laughs> might be. Repeatedly. Yes! Uh-huh. And just imagine how that feels for somebody trying to make a good wrestling match in a hell in a cell, as I'm like, I just gotta keep throwing this guy against the side of the cell. Fuck. He'll break out eventually. Now, on to- Eventually. It- <laughs> Can you guys want to talk about Raw? <laughs> like- no, I want to talk about Sasha Banks versus Bailey. Well, fucking give me a few. Um... <laughs> Fuck raw man, I'm I don't I'm upset I brought it as my heel last week because this week it deserves it more. But I just didn't want to work repeated. I didn't want to repeat myself. Now I um I I sat with Scotty as like <laughs> a, 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 you're saying this like it's the end of the night at a party and everyone's paired off and I'm just drunk and sad in a corner and you're like the friend who has to come by and be like it's okay buddy <laughs> I held your hair back as you puked your raw review into the toilet um <laughs> because that's kind of what happened Scotty was just so fucking livid at how bad Raw was that he asked me just to be there for him while he did this. I legitimately, and I said it in my review and I will say it again, there was a moment where I, like, almost as a reflex screamed fuck and banged my hand down. I was, and by the end of the show, I was close to tears, is how furious I was at this episode of Monday Night Raw. It was the best of your, like, single show reviews ever. It was so, <laughs> so good to listen to. Just, like, even just you being mad, and then Blake slowly becoming more mad as you tell him what happened. <laughs> it's, wait, don't and tell then, me that's what, don't tell, Lana? Lana won the goddamn match? She's the only person you didn't talk about. There's no way. There's no way. There's no, you can't change fuck. the past. No. <laughs> I can't fucking believe that. It's just like a month. They've had her win two fucking number one contendership matches. Well, <laughs> two big profile matches or whatever. Yeah. What the fuck? Okay. And my favorite, I, everybody Scotty on Twitter afterwards was like, so wait a minute, the Raw women's team is two tag teams who hate each other and Lana. They're not fucking winning. I don't care what. Like, SmackDown's team could be Bianca Belair and four tiny dogs, and they'd still win. Uh-huh. God, Jesus. That was, it was a rough uh, recap of Raw, because I, I, I will not subject myself to watching any bit of that episode. I re-listened to it, and my favorite part is still the moment where me and Blake have a mental breakdown about Matthew McConaughey being in the Thunderdome. Thunderdome. I forgot about it. It was so ridiculous. 
Oh, God, not for nothing. That might have saved my sanity by driving me into madness. Hey, listen, listen, you know, you know what, what's, what's better than that? What's better than Raw? Halloween Havoc, baby. It was very, uh, before we do that, there is one thing that it was off the air, so we didn't get to see it, but apparently during their post-match brawl where Randy Orton knew the Fiend was behind him and had his long walk to just go fight Drew again. Apparently, off-air, Drew just stabbed Orton in the face with a pin? Which what? Bud, are you okay, Drew? Drew, you know... Um, uh, you know that he didn't have the booking decision, unless Randy did. Yeah. And he deserved to get stabbed with a fucking pin. In the eye. Like, what the fuck? You're not on the air anymore, y'all. There is going to be, like, some kind of weird long-term booking thing where once Cena does decide to come back, it's going to be after Randy wins his 15th one of these bad boys. Oh no, sixteen would uh no Cena's tied for sixteen now, isn't he? I think so. We're go- are you suggesting a triple threat match between Randy Orton, John Cena, and the nature boy Rick Flair? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was thinking more on the lines of just like which one will beat Flair's record, but I love that idea a lot more. Yeah. Alright, on to Halloween Havoc finally, and uh I got to watch this today. And holy shit, it was a fucking show and a half. Like, Gargano and Priest, this was the best Damian Priest match I've seen in a very long time. Because it worked to his strengths. Because his strengths are big boy kicks, throw people around, get hit with the tombstone. (laughs) And I do not mean a pile driver, I do mean a literal tombstone (laughs) across the head. (laughs) All right. I appreciate that, which is um a good way that you can get someone who's got like big boy moves. Yeah. Um, instead of having to do another big boy punch fight, as you covered, but you yes. can't big boy punch fight with Johnny Wrestling. He's not a big boy. And I actually hold on, Blake. I literally in my notes wrote, "This is how you do a big boy punch fight." Right. I was like, "This is how you do it." Right. You could have a little bit of a big boy punch fight, but then you also have to like go to the outside, do wrestling. Make it a false it's count anywhere match. Stab a man with a pin. I don't fucking care. It's like how the it's like how um, an Ishii match will always have the chop off. Yeah, then it's going to be extremely brutal. But like, it's not the whole match. Exactly. Uh, so that was very good. Uh, Candace and Io stone cold fucking murdered each other. Like without a doubt, they killed each other. And I wanted the Gargano, like, legacy to come true tonight. I kind of wanted them to both hold the titles. But, mm-hmm. no. No. The, it's kind of like Sasha Bailey. At the end of that, I could have been upset that the person I wanted to win didn't win, but I just couldn't. I was like, I've been thoroughly sports entertained. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I was gonna say, Candace died for your entertainment. How dare you <laughs> yeah. question anything? She took, that, she took that bump on her hip, so I feel, like, slightly better for her. Yeah, she didn't take that. She didn't take that flat back. Granted, her granted her hip and ass probably feel terrible today. Oh shit! And then you've heard about the uh, the person in the screen mask was supposed to be Indy Hartwell, but Indy uh, was apparently part of the people who were exposed to COVID. So they were like, mm, probably not a good idea to put Indy on the show. But outside of that, 
I'm fairly sure everyone was there that was supposed to be there. I apologize. Uh, who was Indy Hartwell? Oh, um, the Gargano's wrestle baby is what I'm. I've lovingly dubbed her, but she's one of their. She's one of their younger uh, female talent, and after I can't remember what show it was after, but the Gargano's got a new TV. And later in the show, you see Gargano looking at the TV, and I think he did quote Darth Vader. He was like, interesting. Very interesting. And then it cuts, and it's showing the uh, battle royal the women had, and it's showing all the times that Indy saved Candace. And then a couple of weeks ago, Indy ended up giving Candace brass knuckles. So basically, she's helping the Garganos for for unknown reasons. So they're saying that the person in the scream mask was supposed to be Indy, but they they didn't have her. So they just ma- allowed it to be random ghost face, which I kind of hope they do not resolve. I kind of hope that they're just like, I don't know, despite the best efforts of the ghost-faced killer... <laughs> Fucking Io Shirai still came out on top. Make it be like the ninjas that kidnapped Samoa Joe. Just never. Yeah, exactly. Again. Um, never again. Well, no, those ninjas are now gainfully employed under Akira Tozawa. Exactly. Um, and then your favorite and mine, Cameron Grimes got e- he got eaten by fucking zombies. My favorite, my favorite part of that was the shower scene. It was like, make room for Cameron Grimes. <gasps> <laughs> I do hey, love Dexter, that you for got once- kids. i do love that for once in wwe history one of these cheesy gimmick matches actually lived up to the hype because that was a haunted house that was truly a haunted house i just wish it wasn't someone spooky like dexter loomis he was fighting just so at one point him and the person he was fighting just had to be like you all form an alliance and fight these zombies let's go we got. I really, I really want to know. Saddle how, up, motherfucker! I really want to know how they resolve murdering one of their better stars. Uh, ask Impact because they're gonna have to figure that out after this week. They fucking did that too. No! Who shot Johnny? No! The only problem I have with the Grimes match is the fact that it was lit terribly. Like it was pitch black at points, and I'm like, okay, I think that's his dumb top hat. I guess that's him over there. Do people take notes from Game of Thrones? What the fuck is this? (laughs) (laughs) No. Um, So, um, that was... Anything else from Havoc? I can't... I can't think... Other than Shotzi Blackheart becoming my new wrestle waifu? Uh, well, you you know, we did form a new stable, uh, under, uh... Oh, God. Pat, uh, head. Yep. (laughs) I just, I kind and we talked about this in the chat a little bit, I kind of hope that Pat was a last-minute bring-in, and we were just gonna get a British boy violence party with Pete Dunne, uh, Oni, who's not even British, but I don't think NXT worries about talking about it, uh, Ridge Holland, and, um, I was about to say, and Lorcan. You know, the tag team of Oni and Lorcan, the NXT tag team champions. The uh, by the way, Pete Pete Dunn has clearly been only working out for the last however many weeks because yeah. that man is that man is shredded weeks. <laughs> that is I ridiculous. Because like, you know the uh, the promo package they did for um, 
uh, Tony Storm, when she came back, they were like, I went away to the beach and I learned how to become a better person and a better wrestler. I want to see Pete Dunn's Where Have I Been? And it's just Pete Dunn, like, eating bears in the forest. (laughs) Hands. Just eating hands. (laughs) Pete, what have you been doing in your absence? I fought, um, five bears, if you would believe. Five bears, twelve wolves, and I ate a small llama. (laughs) Pete, I, I appreciate the Pete Dunn bit. Because he has history with UE. Uh, so, like, I'm, I'm looking forward to... My, my favorite thing was somebody wrote, like, like William Regal watching this, watching, watching this segment at the end. War games. <laughs> <laughs> it's been so long. War games. He looks down War at his game. hand and it just starts to tremble as he's reaching for a microphone. No. We have to wait. No. <laughs> we have to wait for the right moment. Not yet. Not yet. I, and then he's, we have to. I'm, he's fighting against his hand. He's like, no, no, no. He grabs a cleaver. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> if uh, if it is Yui versus what are what's McAfee calling it? The brand? No, that's like his catchphrase is like whatever the brand. But I they'll probably end up being called the brand. But I don't think they have a name yet. Okay, so we'll 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 placeholder name as the brand. Uh the brand versus UE, if that is the War Games match, then won't the Undisputed Era have been in every fucking War Games match? <laughs> I mean it's a four on four match. <laughs> like it's kinda no, have remember to the, do remember it. Remember the first them. one? It was three tag teams. Or three oh, groups that's of three. Right. I forgot about that. Yeah, because Roderick Strong teamed up with the authors of Pain. Oh yeah, because that's when he turned. Wait, no, no, it wasn't. It was uh, no, it wasn't. later. That was the next pay-per-view. Well, uh, in related WWE news, um, they had another COVID outbreak. Good. And I do love that the day that news was announced, Road Dog quit Twitter because Road Dog had him a time this week. <laughs> Man, Road Dog, I've, Road Dog just got steamrolled. Um, yeah. He got uh, his shit said, pushed in. Yeah, somebody was like, you can get COVID with or without a mask. These people don't have common sense. And then Hurricane's like, you know, people get killed wearing seatbelts, but wearing one increases your odds of not dying. That's common dying. sense. Uh-huh. Agree to disagree, Shane. Road, Helms. road dog, Sh- bud. <laughs> nope. Sh- fucking Shane Helms was just on it on Twitter. Yeah. So that was, uh, that. that's not good. <laughs> That is not good. Not nice. Borat 2 was phenomenal. Anyways, AEW talk now. Um, Okay. So is this just going to be a yearly tradition at Full Gear where one of the VPs are just like, we're not going to challenge for titles anymore if we lose? Uh, no, because they can only do that one more time. And I guarantee you, Kenny Omega is always challenging for titles. For titles. Yep. So, um... How was the uh, the rest of the episode? Because I caught kind of like it was uh, most of the second half. It was middle and of it the was road. Okay, yeah, that yeah. that is the show. It was it's weird. It had two five star matches, and then the rest of the show was perfectly average. So overall, it was, they, it, it's they're a, above it, average. To be to be fair, I, I really feel like 
theirs is like this is a setup show for the go home yeah i called that an age of ultron show it's not that good but it's setting up stuff for the future i guess yeah i mean like you need to understand like they, they lost the ratings thing but uh nxt literally put on a pay-per-view on weekly television again for like the third time this year and it's it's always amazing that AEW is always within like uh like less than a hundred thousand of that because especially with the halloween havoc one that definitely brought a lot of people because that looked interesting I, I, in both promos of them had increases though both of people both of them had people wanting to watch wrestling so that makes me happy yeah and and i'll be honest can- like it, it, ratings aside, both of them put on quality shows this week. I'd give the edge to Halloween Havoc, but that's because it was Halloween fucking Havoc. Yeah, I'm glad they did something with that IP finally. But yeah, no, AEW, Dark was Dark was good. Listen, man, we got the end to the legendary Avalon uh, Cutler feud this week. Yes. Which was fantastic, I will say. That, um, the dice spot was, uh... And the power of friendship, Blake. Don't forget the power of friendship. <laughs> power of friendship defeats all. It defeats all. Um, I'm very sad that I missed the uh, the Hangman Wardlow match. Um, oh, that I was, still haven't watched it. That was good. Like, obviously, we all knew Hangman was going to win, but this was how much can we fuck up Hangman during one match? Because like Ward, like he got hit with the F10. And I, at that point, I said, is Wardlow about to do it? But the hangman rolls to the outside, because when you yeet a boy through the air, it does give him some momentum to roll out of the ring. It's okay. Later later on, hangman did get in a counter yeet when he <laughs> fucking exploder suplexed Wardlow off the top. Top. Which, fair. Oh, that was thing a thing of beauty. Thing of Th- beauty. That was good. Um... Parts of the Cody Orange Cassidy match were good. I it was all right it, to me. It I was set up because of how good the first one was, and this one wasn't that at all. So I was I was disappointed, but that's just because I had very high expectation. But this one had great spots, like when the best friends catch Cody and then they look at each other and then they just drop him. <laughs> yeah. Well, they had done it to OC first, and then Cody falls, and they went, why are we doing this? And then just drop him. And then fucking Trent Coldcocks. Cody. (laughs) One of the most emotionally satisfying five seconds of wrestling I've ever seen. I could almost hear Trent say the words, this is for our booking! Uh (laughs) How dare you have us lose the tag title matches twice! Yep. Well... It just, I think that every time, like, one of the best friends does something to, like, any of the VPs, that just, that adds another, like, eight weeks onto how long it's gonna take for Chuck to say shit on the air. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, you were gonna, you were gonna do it next week, Chucky, but nope. Man. I promised you were gonna do it, Chuck, but now you can't say shit. Yeah, that was some, uh, the, the town hall was... It was to set up Jericho versus MJF. And there were some good moments like Luchasaurus asking about finances and Eric Bischoff being like, yo, you know Jericho fucking sucks, right? Anyways. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Um, The long-standing, long-standing, like, kayfabe hatred between Eric Bischoff and Chris Jericho is is wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, after after uh, dinner debonair, I, I I completely understand that like this could not have just. You need a cool down. You need a cigarette after the orgasm, man. This is what yeah, this yeah. is. This is just. <laughs> yeah. Like you needed to come back to a an acceptable level for the match. <laughs> uh, on to other news. One, oh, Marty also, Skrull. Well, in, well, uh, yeah, in, you... in, yeah. So, so two two things. Uh, Johnny Hungy is going to be on the fucking pre-show for Full Gear singles Taking match. Taking on Orange Cassidy. Holy yeah, that shit! That is going to be that's 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 a banger. That's a potential banger. Uh, also, uh, the Anna J Brandy thing is kind of continuing. But uh, more importantly, Anna Jay's really good at wrestling. I don't know if you know that. Yeah. Like, fucking viciousness and all that shit. And also, uh, just the whole the whole Dark Order, solid. Solid wrestlers. Ten, like, press advanced, very solid wrestler. The fucking original, the OG Dark Order wrestled. And, like, that was also satisfying. So, really, I every every show that happens, I look forward to the Dark Order in some capacity yeah. wrestling. Also, Ten got a new look, which is way better. He changed the black for white. Now he looks like some kind of, like, scary oh, yeah. clown man. Some it's buff, scary good. clown man. Part like, of me really wants a rivalry between Matt and Brody, where they play into the fact that everybody thought Matt was going to be the exalted one, and Matt one day is like, yeah, I was. I was the one talking to you guys, and Brody sniped me. Yeah. <laughs> um... Fucking, uh, if you want an example of why, like, how, how good AEW is with changing things and making something great, you look no further than the Dark Order. Yeah. Because you gotta think, the uh, the onus of this was that time, like, was when the Super Smash Bros. debuted and half of the people there were asking, who the fuck are these guys? Well, you know now, don't you? You fucking know, bitches. Like I said, that's what I love about the Dark Order, is the fact that they never seemed like a threat until they fucking were. Like, until they grew in numbers to a point where you're like, how many of these guys are there? At ten? What? And then, and then they also grew in quality. Like, everybody, they brought it. Like, even, even fucking 10 and 5, you're just like, those guys are not the jobbers. Those are not, like, in Silver and uh, Reynolds when they ride. They're like, no, these guys aren't the, the job out Beaver Boys anymore. This is, uh, like, like, they're all just slowly increasing. You're just like, they might win. There's a decent yeah. chance. It's like, it's like when characters reveal that they can be fun and charismatic, you should probably just allow that to flourish on TV, but that's that's something for my heel of the week. Anyway, oh, Also, hold on. Uh, so when Brody was on uh, Unrestricted, and he was talking about, like, I have my fucking, have my DMs open, the crazy never comes, and Aubrey was like, really, no dick pics? He's like, yeah, no, zero, zero dicks. John Silver gets dick pics. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god! <laughs> I was just like, of course they were. They were like, of course, John Silver. And he was talking about. I was like, you need to understand how hard it is. The shit that comes out of John Silver's mouth, the most outrageous things you've ever yeah. heard. Like there was the bit where he was slapping tens, 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 checked titties, talking about like wanting to get milk. And I was off to the side, going, "Is this my, what my life is now?" <laughs> <laughs> Is that recent or is that one of the older ones? No, that's the that's the one that came out today. I listened to it same day. I, oh, I really fuck like yeah. I really like Brody Lee. He seems like a really uh, really good guy. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, someone who's not a really good guy has now been officially taken off the main roster of Ring of Honor, and that's Marty Skrull. Uh, in January, he took over as head booker, but now it is handled by Delirious once again, and he has recently been removed from the active roster page. Meltzer reports that he does not have a role in the company currently, but he is not fired, meaning... I don't know how ROH contracts work. I have to assume that means he's not getting paid. Now, if he's contractually obligated to get paid, like he's under contract, you can't keep somebody from working somewhere else and not pay them at the same time. Well, I thought wasn't didn't something come out about them like if you're not making appearances, you don't get paid or something like that. No, because he was going to have very limited appearances. That was part of his contract. Uh, Either way, you're not going to uh, see him for a while, if ever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, we do need to give a big RIP to Tracy Smothers, someone who, I'll be honest, uh, didn't hold in the highest regard because he's that good at playing his fucking character. When he came out at GCW and just started being a racist, homophobic xenophobe, I was like, he seems to be pushing this pretty far, but uh, every also incestuous. Yes, but like that the, the incest, I was like, I get it. It's his character, but the racism, I was like, this is going a little too far. But uh, I'm very much now like after he passed and seeing everyone come out, even people who I thought like probably wouldn't have a high opinion of Tracy coming out and saying like no. Tracy is the nicest person backstage. Like, Tracy is responsible for so many younger talents getting pushes that I said, oh, okay, okay. Even Punk had nothing but good things to say about him. So that that's a that's a really good litmus test. Yeah, exactly. On how good of a person it like is backstage. Chris, Chris so, Hero yeah. started this show like let's let's put all the Tracyisms. My favorite one was uh, was Chris Jericho's, which was let's start slow. And then taper off from there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's beautiful. It's something that started slow and tapering off. It's patreon.com slash a load of BS. Okay. The website where you can support us, get access to exclusive content, and access to our Discord where we hang out. We watch wrestling live. I was watching AEW live yesterday. Me, Blake, we're hanging out, reviewing the show. And you can join us if you'd like by donating at patreon.com slash a load of BS. Honestly, I just want more people to come and hang out and watch wrestling because it's always a good time. It's always fun. And you can get it at patreon.com slash a load of BS. I think... I think going from a uh, an in memoriam to uh, to a, a Patreon plug that might be the most Tracy Smothers way to do this. So I'm not ashamed of what I just did. All if right, you're taking sit down. <laughs> yep. All right. Who are we tweeting, Dylan? Uh, you can te- text uh, Anna J and ask her for tips on breaking into people's houses. What? Yeah, remember she broke into Brandy's house. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Got any tips for breaking into? Me? No, we shouldn't do that. That's that's poorly. That's poor. That's poorly timed because of the. Uh, oh, you know, yeah. attempted I- attempted abduction a couple of months ago. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we could take that uh-huh. back. Take <laughs> that back. Uh, you could. We could text uh, Shotzi. Yeah, I was thinking about that. Hey, Shotzi Blackheart, how does it feel? 
having served the entire world to filth during all of Halloween Havoc with three different outfits. It was more, I was going to put like, didn't, uh, did the outfits prevent you from running Robert Stone over with a tank or was that a personal choice? (laughs) That's a better tweet and you know it. No, how about we loved hashtag Halloween Havoc. The only problem was not enough. Running, running over, over Robert, Robert Stone. Stone. All right, while I do this, uh, why don't we get into our heels and baby faces? Uh, start with wh- whoever wants to start with a heel, Cad. Um, go- okay, here, let me just, like, pull the fucking band-aid off. Okay. <sighs> WWE's doing it again. Pulling their bullshit. Uh, and uh, now, today, just before we started recording, we've had a slew of wrestlers who um, have very, like, big Twitch streams that have said they are going off the air and they don't know if or when they'll be back. Um, This is just a continuation of the Twitch and um, cameo bullshit that WWE's been trying to pull. I don't even know how they're able to do this legally. Um, Currently, just today, and... um, if you guys have seen more since we started, um, some of the big ones, Cesaro just signed off, said he wouldn't know when he'll be back. Um, Alistair Black and Zelina Vega, they said they weren't gonna, they didn't know if they'll be back. Uh, Mia Yim had to sign off. The, all of these, everyone has had to make a statement. And AJ Styles, even he was not saved from any of this. <laughs> oh, like, freak. He, <laughs> some freaking BS right here. I tell you what. Gosh dang it. Gosh darn it, they're making me stop playing my dang games. I just wanted to throw some controllers. <laughs> Let me break a, a freaking controller. Gosh. Um, and, and I believe in AJ's case, he was very, uh, his seemed more confident that it was not a matter of uh, if he would be back, but when. Yeah. So I don't know when all of this is going to be resolved. I do but, love um, uh, Cesaro's. Well, we're going to do one final raid. <laughs> And I'm like, that's a very Cesaro way to close out. One last time. One last raid. Um, so, uh, the one person, though, who deserves a shout-out for saying, fuck no, um, to all of this. Twitch is her house! House. Um, in, in perfect page style, uh, Twitch, uh, stated... I had my neck taken away twice. You can't take away my Twitch. And Dylan, I believe you said that she started looking into unionizing even more. Yep. Fuck. uh, What fucking world are we going to be in if, um, like, if she gets the ball rolling on this? Yeah. Um, But, um, yeah, WWE again, because they're fucking sucking it up in their PR um, department and just not, like, Letting their people do stuff in their own free time. Yeah, but it's because they're getting ready to do such great things at Survivor Series. Blake, we've got these amazing triple threat matches that we could see, right? We could see Io Shirai versus Sasha Banks versus Asuka. That'd be amazing. Or Shut or, your uh, whore mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Shut your whore mouth. 
Don't you dare talk about what was taken from me. <laughs> Sorry, I was just Paul Blarton just pulling up that segue for you. I, I had honestly, any time that there was a title match, I kept looking at like, well, maybe this will positively... Survivor Series this year was going to be one of the few times I actually considered like watching. Like just yeah. one day. For one day, just to see some of the matches I thought could go on. Because I was, like, really good this year. It, I didn't believe in it last year, but, you know, this year I think it'll really do it. And then, no. They'll say it's because it's, it's because of their poor COVID management. Plain and simple. It's not like a, oh, one versus the other. It's legitimately that they fucked up so badly that they're now fucking themselves out of a potential, like, better market. For their, for their pay-per-view. Because, like, once you start that and how successful it was, you can't just be like, okay, we're just going back. But that was a one-off. Yeah. No, we don't consider yeah. NXT to be the same level I mean, anymore. Last year, they did it to pop ratings for NXT to try to basically destroy AEW before it started going. And I think now, unfortunately, they have lost faith in NXT when it comes to being able to successfully take down AEW. Like, they're aware AEW's gonna be a thing. So just let NXT be NXT, let it do what it do, and don't worry about trying to pop its ratings, which A, is kind of helping because it's stopping them from doing all of these rating pop things that they were doing in the beginning. But this is like the one time a year where I would have been like, yeah, fucking do it. Let's go. Give me Daniel Bryan versus Adam Cole, too. God damn it. It would have been, give me Sami Zayn versus Bobby Lashley versus Johnny Gargano. Give me Sami Zayn versus Johnny Gargano while Bobby Lashley sits and watches. (laughs) Any one of those, please. Give me like a... Oh, yeah, give me, like, the triple threat tag team at this point. Give me Oni, Oni, uh, Birch versus fucking... Oni and Lorkin. That's the name you're looking for, Oni and Lorkin. Yeah, no, no, I actually know who Danny Birch is, unlike you. (laughs) Yeah, give me that tag team. There, like, every one of the matches you would have had, you know, I'm not as huge a fan of the triple threat actual Survivor Series match, but, like, all of the, like, champion ones would have been phenomenal. Every single one of them would have been great. (laughs) Or reduce the number of men, and I know, like, five-on-five is the thing. Do four-on-four-on-four. Then you don't have to worry about as many eliminations, and I think there is a place where four-on-four usually happens. It would have been great to see at Survivor Series, and it is war game! No! Not yet! Not yet! He's still shaking in his office. (laughs) I actually, actually, I would have preferred that would have actually been a better match than Survivor Series is a three brand like three man war games. Yeah. <laughs> and stop, stop telling me things that will never happen. Stop telling me things I want. <laughs> you imagine like AJ Styles in a war games match, right? And because of the the Los Dos rings. Yeah. You could have had, like, it would have spread out the action more. Yeah, Daniel Bryan in a fucking War Games, like, you know, the possibilities, man, the possibilities. Yeah. And you'll never get it, because WWE are a bunch of pussies. Retribution in War Games. <laughs> no, Retribution fighting their four. booking, and uh, I, I can't tell you how badly they're going to lose. <laughs> well, thank you for my segue, Dylan, because, Fuck! <laughs> We're coming up on the show that has been made by elimination tag matches. 
What should we give away on free TV this week? An elimination tag match. Don't worry, they're the just going to they're, they're just going to do it again. It's just going to be a rematch. I know they are, and that's what makes me even more mad. It's going to be a no DQ elimination. Uh, yeah. Which makes no sense because then why would you wait for a tag? And that is actually the moment uh, earlier I told you guys where I screamed fuck and (laughs) almost broke my hand on my chair was the moment where Ali, knowing Retribution has never won, grabbed a fucking chair and just decided, I'ma give him the win! BAP! Like, I was praying when Ali joined, or it was revealed as the leader, that would be the turning point. And then, like, the very next week, I think, is when they got their loss. And then, at the pay-per-view, I said, okay, they picked the weakest, quote-unquote, weakest member of Retribution, Slapjack, to go against their strongest member, Bobby Lashley. This is when some bullshittery can happen, and then give Slapjack the title. Big surprise, Retribution now has a title. Oh my god, the anti-WWE group suddenly has a title from WWE. What could happen? No, instead, he taps out. And then I said, okay, four-on-four elimination. This is when it's finally gonna happen. No, it's not. T-Bar and Bobby are gonna just fight into the crowd. We're gonna have a lot. And, and I guess it's because Bobby is has to fight Sammy. That's the only reason they decided not to do this at the pay-per-view. But also, what are they? Because they're presented as heels, but there's really not much about who they are that's heelish. They're like, we don't like all of these greedy people in this company who are trying to tear down good people like the members of Retribution. That's why they... And I I honestly, I hated it at first. That's why I like them facing the Hurt Business. Because they are a business built upon hurting people. So, which is what Retribution's fighting against. So it makes sense. But then they just don't win shit. And they never will. You know that, right? They're just gonna get jobbed out for their whole run and they're gonna break up. That's it. I'm giving them till Survivor Series. Although, to be fair, I've given them a very long time to try and turn this bus around, and they've yet to do it. No, no, dude. This this bus is like the Lex Express. It's only got one destination. (laughs) Hell. (laughs) And uh, other person, secondary heel of someone they fucked over, is Keith fucking Lee. Who did get a win this week, which congrats. Oh my god. Oh my god. He got a win, but the whole time, as I described him in my raw review, he looked like a sad dog in an ASPCA commercial. <laughs> he looked like he was done with this shit. He's yet to get a new theme song. He's yet to. I I don't mind the like the the uh, singlet for him. I, I like it. It's just you can tell by looking at him that they full on Stepford wives Keith Lee to where he's now just like. I'm a big boy, so that means I have to be angry and not the most smooth motherfucker on the planet, which is what he is. So you mean he went to the main roster? Yeah, exactly. You mean like everyone everyone else that's ever come from NXT that anyone has liked? <sighs> Especially like a big guy. Uh, fucking, um, you know, before this, the gold standard of that is... Uh, what they did to Big E. Um, because we all know 
how great Big E is. Yeah. But when he first debuted, they turned him into that Big E. Ziggler AJ's dad. <laughs> to be yeah. fair, when he was with that- when he was with Ziggler, I didn't mind him. It was just like after that where he was just generic. There was uh, one house show I went to, and it was, if I remember correctly, Punk and Ziggler versus John Cena and Ryback. So, you know, all my favorites were there. And Big E was just kind of walking around ringside, and they were selling cotton candy. And at one point, I did contemplate buying some and offering it to Big E. And at the time, I said, I don't want him to get mad. Now that I know who Big E is, I'm half positive he would have taken it. (laughs) I'm almost positive Big E would be like, that's my cotton candy, boy! Was this back in like the uh, the the short singlet days when he had like some of his ass hanging out? Oh yeah, yeah, the thong singlet. Yeah, yeah thong sing- gotta, uh, but gotta, yeah, like, been working them glutes. Gotta show them off. But yeah, like looking at retribution, I I mentally and I don't know why because for a while I was comparing them to like the Shield and Nexus. Now I'm thinking of them like Dark Order. Like, it didn't work at first, but then they made a a few crucial changes, and the Dark Order works really well. And Retribution tried to do that. On social media, they started to be more funny, i.e. what Evil Uno did in the beginning. A little bit more character, a little bit more charisma coming out. But then just fucking nothing. Nothing on TV. It's like WWE. Actually, hold on. I should have known this. Zack Ryder. WWE says, fuck your social media. I don't care how good you are at it unless your name's Becky Lynch. There it is. There it is. Yeah. Ah, it's, the, it's the recognition. Let's get the healing can start now. <laughs> the healing can start now. Well, now let's talk about the good things of the week as we get into our baby faces. Who would like to begin? So, uh, the best match for, um, Full Gear was set up this, this week. I'm not talking about the Bucks, the Bucks, uh, FTR. That's like the third <laughs> best match on the card. Orange Cassidy versus John Silver, we I all mean, know. that's already, that's already obviously gonna break the Meltzer scale. But the, the match that's better than that is Kenny Omega versus Hangman Adam Page. Now, after Kenny already put on a really good match... With Pentagon, especially with that added that added bit of like taunting them, where he brought out the Mega Championship for AAA for no yeah. goddamn reason, and the fact that he won the match off of off of just like out of <laughs> fucking uh, V Trigger out of nowhere, which ah, uh, well, no, so it was good. V Trigger out of nowhere into One Winged Angel. I know, but that was Pentagon. He- Pentagon broke his fucking arm. Exactly, that's the most Kenny Omega thing, where it's just like, ah, oh, this is, uh, how do I get out of this? Knee, alright, that solves all my problems. <laughs> Doors yeah. locked, knee. Too many people in line in front of me at the subway, knee. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, Hangman has been making his own, uh, his own path, especially when he was able to defeat the big, muscly tits of Wardlow. And <laughs> I, uh, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm so on board for the, I'm like 100% on board because I know that we, we've hyped match before. I know the FTR like page Omega Cowboys didn't live up and that's part of why I'm not really looking forward to that match as much. And I know that I, fuck it. I, I'm sorry. I do want to acknowledge Hangman's tweet about that match which was sad yeehaw man versus big muscle tits. Yep. Tits, yep. 
Oh, he's so good. I want him to win. I know he's not. His but lower th- maybe Hangman will sell the arm or something, and I don't know. He won't win, but I want him to. The lower third this week uh, for him said emotionally unavailable. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I want that to be his new nickname, emotionally unavailable Hangman Page. Yeah. No, it... it like, there's that match, fucking uh, Moxley, Kingston will likely just be a war, just like an ungodly drag out war. I don't know war. if there's a bad match announced, because, like, Nyla Sheeta's not exciting, but it's going to be good. Like, Yeah, on paper, this is the best pay-per-view that AEW has ever put together. The weakest match is Sammy versus Matt, but if it's a cinematic match, it might rival final deletion. Yeah. Oh, daddy, don't, don't tempt me. Maybe Jericho MJF is, no, because then they'll probably just do some buck wild shit in that too. I trust MJF in that match more than I trust Jericho. Yeah. By the way, uh, he like came out and said it. MJF is the one who came up with the idea to sing. (laughs) He's a, he's got a great, he's got a great mind for the business, but yeah, no. That match, the Kenny versus Hangman, that is going to have the emotional uh, storytelling of almost a year. Yeah. Almost a year of storytelling is going to come to a head in a match between arguably the greatest wrestler in the world, like, of this, of this, like, century, in Kenny Omega versus the future of wrestling. In Adam Page. That, I would argue one of the greatest storytellers we have in wrestling in Hangman Page. Yeah. So it is like, don't get me wrong, the Bucks are really good, but I, I contend that, that six that like six star match was built off of Page and Omega more. Yeah. I feel yeah. So I, I am I am one hundred percent that this tournament in general was amazing. Like, we have a lot of, there's a lot of, like, shit the bed, like, oh, we're gonna do a contest, or, like, hell, even the AEW tag team one, you were just like, well, that was fucking, that was fucking a thing. This has been amazing the whole way through. Even the worst match, quote-unquote, was still awesome in its own way, because we gotta see Kenny murder someone. That was the worst match. Everything else was great. Wardlow fucking yeeted Jungle Boy to the... (laughs) To the point that he won a match. Fucking uh, Hangman uh, Colt was like a weird, like, strategic one. Pentagon broke his own brother's arm. Like, this is just, this has been fucking tits, man. It's been top tier. (laughs) Big muscle tits. Yeah, big muscle tits, man. And and it's going to come to a head in the match that we knew was coming, but we're all still excited for. I with mean, a, that's, with a conclusion. The, that is the big impetus behind AEW, which is, you know where we're going, but it's But you want to see good. it, don't you? You want to yeah. see it. This is why I think, like, they've uh, turned, like, hard into the great thing about wrestling, which is the great thing about life, y'all. It ain't about the destination. It's about the journey. No, no. When when Omega wins the AW title, it will be all about the destination. It will be yeah. about the destination. Yes, but the journey is important too. Damn it! <laughs> all right. Well, Blake, would you like to get into your baby face? And this might be the first time your baby face is my 
fucking heel because I don't get to enjoy any of what your baby face has done. <laughs> um, uh, my baby face, I'm going to keep it quick because um, he uh, he just did something great uh, earlier today. And um, he's just a guy I respect a lot in the wrestling business. Um, and that's Kevin Nash. Who? Who, uh, Who? I'm sorry, I don't see this person on my Twitter for some reason. I'm looking up Kevin Nash and I'm not seeing him. I don't know what the fuck you did to get him to block you, but I have to think <laughs> it was extremely heinous. <laughs> I, uh, I will look it up, the only thing I've said to real Kevin Nash while you talk about him. Um, but earlier today on Twitter, uh, Nash uh, voted early and um, he made it very clear that he voted for Biden Harris on his Twitter. Um who uh, Nash surprisingly a very outspoken uh Democrat. Um which is not something you see in a lot of those old school guys. Um I have a especially... I have a thing about this after you're done by the way. Cuz it's right. hilarious. Uh, but, but Nash uh he's always been great. He's always been like willing to stand up for that kind of stuff and to the point that when somebody tried to insult him after he said he was voting for Biden Harris by saying, well, you also thought it was a great idea to go to WCW, and we all know how that turned out. Cry, laugh, cry, laugh, cry, laugh, cry, laugh emoji. Yes. I just want you, I just want that to sink in for a second. Somebody who was like, hey, the biggest thing to ever happen to WCW, that was a great idea, wasn't it? One of the most, I, just off merch sales, this man was able to buy five houses. Houses. <laughs> Nash responded, I got financial secure doing my job, pretty much what people strive for. Have been chosen to be in the Hall of Fame twice. Yes, I know how that turned out. <laughs> Bitch. Um, oh. the, oh, by the way, this is my only interaction with Kevin Nash. It's me talking about my favorite film of all time, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 Secret of the Youth. And I, I'm just talking about the end of the film. And I say, did you know that the main villain comes back, but now he's played by Kevin Nash and he only gets five seconds of screen time before killing himself by yeeting a full dock on top of him? And apparently that was enough for Big Kev to be like, fuck this dude. God damn. Uh, Kev, uh, surprisingly for somebody who, uh, was in his NWO position seems to, like, have come around on the fact that it's like, you know what? Maybe workers' rights is a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, so he's, he's my official boy okay. for the week. Well, going to just, r like, wrestlers and their political leanings, this is the greatest thing of all time, and it's about good old Ronda Rousey. And uh, apparently there's a list compiled by Michael Caputo, who was appointed to be Assistant Secretary of Public Affairs for the Department of Health and Human Services. And the campaign was basically enlisting celebrities to help Trump campaign get out messages relating to coronavirus. And they, the job of the contractors were to vet 247 celebrity contributors. And uh, firstly, one of the people who responded was The Rock, and he said, fuck off. The Rock <laughs> said no. But Rhonda was listed as pending answer. 
Her her demographic on the list was general public, women, conservatives. The interesting part was listed under the additional notes that read publicly supported Bernie Sanders for 2016 election, anti-feminist views at times, and arrested during WWE event in 2019. So in this man's mind, that arrest was real. Hey, keep kayfabe alive. Keep kayfabe alive, motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> she also shit. broke out of a cop car during that. That had to be additional charges. Yeah, exactly. Yep. That's, that's resisting arrest in a nutshell. <laughs> All right, on to my baby face. And you know, they n- say you can never go home again. They say that, you know, in wrestling, time always moves forward. You can't go back. But for a brief moment this Sunday... I got to go back to 2015 NXT because Bailey and Sasha somehow managed to outshine Roman and Jay, which was an emotional roller coaster that I thought I couldn't recover from. And they came in and said, no, we're going to take care of you as Sasha media just Sasha didn't walk. She just meteored around the ring. Around the ring. Beautiful. <laughs> it is. It is Seema esque. And like. She's so... Sasha is an innovator when it comes to Hell in a Cell. Because last year, wasn't there the spot where... Who was she fighting? Was she fighting Charlotte? More than likely. And, uh, like, she has the kendo stick set up and then a chair set up. Put Charlotte in the chair. Then meteors are out of the chair that's hung up. Like, that's great. This year, Bailey took a kendo stick puts it between the ring steps and the cell, and Sasha takes a flat face bump onto it, cracking it in half. God damn. At one point, Bailey hit a, um, I think it was a sunset flip powerbomb, sending Sasha into the turnbuckle where there was a chair set up, just cracking her skull on it. It was brutal. It was violent. It was shades of their Iron Man match. It was everything I could have wanted. May, may I share my favorite spot? It, it combines both of these things. It's the bit where uh, Bailey was pinned against the side of the wall by a table that Sasha then ran up and meteored her against oh, the, yeah. the wall. <laughs> you saw, I saw it getting set up, and I was like, "Okay, that's a ramp. What is she gonna like? Oh God, that that was amazing." Yeah. So uh, I want that to that... be her. I want that to be her, like her version of the V trigger, where she just hits meteoras out of nowhere. Like, yeah, spam that shit. No one else is. Someone runs <laughs> at her meteora, motherfucker. It's coming. Yeah, use it like a Thez press. Yeah, I could do this all day. And you know, like. This is also interesting because this is the first time ever in a match like this where they try for a spot and it doesn't work. And this is the first time I've ever seen them just go, we're not doing this and just go because I don't know what Bailey was trying to do, but she was trying to basically build a double sided kendo stick by duct taping two of them together and then and draping it. Darth between- Maul. Yeah, well, she's trying to put it between the ring and the cage. So I think it was going to be another one of those breaking through them spots or something similar to that. Uh, firstly, Bailey couldn't get the duct tape unraveled. 
And she looked at the referee and goes, fuck, I'm so sweaty. Can you open this for me? And the ref is like, are you insane? She goes, fine. <laughs> Bites it, pulls it up. And then it just stopped. Like, it, it wouldn't wrap around the correct way. And you just saw Bailey go, fuck it, we're not doing this spot. And then just go turn around to go fight Sasha again. I, you know what? I, I respect that. Because I, so many times I'm taken out of wrestling by somebody thinking that they have to redo a botched spot. Yeah. Nah, you just gotta keep on doing. And then, Man, it's like any other type of performance art. If you fuck up, you power on through. You might have to acknowledge that you fucked up. But, like, it, it, the more that you make it look like you fucked up, the worse it is. Yeah, so she was just staring at it like, this ain't gonna work, and then got back in the ring. And then, like, the storytelling was great, too, because through it, you could see Sasha being like, this is still my friend. I'm upset at what I'm having to do. I'm upset at what she's made me have to do. And then, like, Bailey spray paints an X on her chest, which I said, what the fuck? Okay. Then went for the elbow drop with a chair. Then Sasha gets up and is like, no, fuck you, Bailey to belly onto a ladder. <laughs> to a ladder. And I was like, it was just a good fucking match. And then, of course, ends with Bailey wrapped in her chair. Which is the one thing she's kept with her this whole time. The chair she used to beat down Sasha. And Sasha turns the tables on her, wraps her up in it, bank statement, and Bailey is forced to tap. And I said, I'm not even mad I lost a point in the prediction series, because this is fucking good. Well, you're also not mad because, <laughs> listen, you're doing a lot better than me. Just keep saving that money, bud. <laughs> Just keep saving that money and you'll be fine. Uh. All right. Blake Tanner, the first man to ever have to donate a thousand dollars in our prediction series. Oh, sweet. I get to name the charity, too. That's going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> All right. On to our final discussion. And I'm I'm curious how you guys feel about this, because obviously last week they're advertising Abaddon versus Tay Conte for Dynamite. And that match was fully taped from what I've seen. But also... Abaddon took an elbow to the throat that basically made her unable to breathe, which took her to the hospital. And I'm curious what you got, like, and then they pulled the match. I assume because Abaddon got her throat fucked up. Do you think that, like, would you have pulled the match? Because for me, assuming it was still a full-fledged match, I kind of... I kind of think it does a disservice to Abaddon at that point. Yeah, that that's a that's a good thing you hit on. If it wasn't a full fledged match, like uh, if it was on the level uh, of um, you know the the Matt Hardy spot, if they had the choice to pull it, I would have said you should probably pull that match. Um, just and just not let it you know see the light of day because it was just a bad thing all around whereas if this was if the match was finished i don't know why you would have but i don't know well i also am thinking when it comes to abaddon's character because she's a real spooky girl who kind of has that undertaker undefeatable vibe and to like to see her in that kind of moment of weakness might have been bad for her but dylan what do you think okay so so three three things three things one, uh, 
after the whole Alex Reynolds thing, they probably didn't want any footage of people getting hurt, seriously hurt, especially if it led to hospitalization. Oh, wait, what happened with uh, Reynolds? I don't think I remember this. You remember where he got a concussion? Because Private Party, like, messed up the uh, the Hardy Boys, uh, like, swanton fucking leg drop spot? Just oh, wrecked his yeah. face. yeah. Uh, so they don't want, they just had that like a week ago. There's no need to. Two, very easy to rebook Abaddon into being fun. You just have her do like a match where she like just straight destroys somebody on Dynamite. That's fine. Having it this week doesn't affect anything. The match for Full Gear is already set up. If you want to do a new, new feud afterwards, whatever. It's one match. Three, you got the fucking NWA match. What are you complaining about? That match was clearly going to be superior to whatever Abaddon was doing. Like, it worked out fine. Nobody, like, nobody, it wasn't done maliciously. It wasn't like, no, fuck you. It was like, let's err on the side of caution. Worst case scenario, they redo the match again. Conte doesn't elbow her in the throat. It probably looks even better. They probably use it for a dark, dark order angle. Hell, it might happen this week. You never know. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. That is a fair point because, uh, I mean, really, um, it's oh, not so sorry, much. I just now saw the Alex Reynolds spot. Fuck. Yeah. It, it's not so much about, like, I, I don't think it's anything malicious um, or even trying to, like, overtly hide uh, some type of, um, I don't know, uh, bad thing that AEW was doing like sh- we all know shit happens in the ring yeah and we all know how we react if we know that somebody got legitimately hurt and i don't want to normally watch something where somebody gets legit hurt because i think it's just better for the viewer and it's not really a slight against abaddon or anybody in the match it's just like Somebody actually got hurt in that match, you know? And, like, yeah. it's not like they're trying to hide it, either. They just said, it's probably not something you want to see. Yeah, I could see that. With me, it was just a matter of, like... And, honestly, the match was probably not finished. So, I could see that. But for me, it's also a matter of, like, as an artist, as a creator, you kind of want what you've done to go out there. So, like... That that's where that's where I came from was a matter of like if it was good and if it was finished, Abaddon probably wants people to see it because it's something she would have been proud of. But also maybe maybe not. It's just a weird situation and something I thought about like just in the world of wrestling when it comes to shit like that, especially now when AEW's pre-taping so much shit. It's like because we know people will get injured. Do we keep it going? Do we pull it if somebody happens to get hurt? Like, I, I I don't know. But what I do know is what did you boys learn this week? Oh, man. I learned that Otis just can't not be Otis. Uh, I, le- I learned that Scotty is trying every every week to look more and more like a a random jobber on uh, on WWF superstars. I'm down with that. And I learned that in just a few short weeks the undisputed era will take on the brand in a No, can't say it. Nope, not no, yet. Can't say, no, no, wait, don't, no, no, don't not say yet. Don't not, yet, it. not yet. No, not yet. Ah! Okay. <laughs> oh fuck. Where can people find you on the internet? <laughs> 
Uh, you can find me at Blake A. Tanner on Twitter. You can find me at The Dark Nvidia on YouTube. And anywhere that you can find fine BS Network podcasts like this one or a load of BS. And you can find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo. That is S E O T T Y E M O. Oh, no. Chugs. Adam Cole. Oh, wait a minute. What? Adam Cole's still streaming. Adam Cole says we got a lot of streams coming up. Fuck yeah. You can't stop Cole, baby. Well, it's either that or he's sold out. It's one of the two. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, and check out all the other podcasts, including the Audioverse Award nominated Mini Adventures of Sammy Magic and a show that's really fucking ramping up and getting ready to do a real Survivor Series, the show known as JWF Monday Night Ignition. We used to be its home, and then that little baby spread its wings and fly away, and you could find it and all the other programming at a load of purebs.com. Special thanks to Mega Ran for our theme song, Fighters. Make sure to go out and support Mega Ran, all his musical endeavors and whatnot. A man that cannot be stopped from streaming. And as always, you can find us at loadofpurebs.com. Step up to the merch table at merch.loadofpurebs.com. Find us on Facebook, donate to the Patreon, and join us on Discord. And remember to follow us on Twitter at Fight Boy Show Shotzi Blackheart, because when you're a fight boy, you're a fight boy for life!